0: what's going on guys and how is everybody doing this evening welcome to episode number 138 of the xbox roundtable podcast your favorite place on sunday nights to just kick back and crack a cold one while listening to all kinds of gaming talk i'm your host invader and we've got a lot to cover on the docket uh, as far as topics go But first, you know, I have to wish a happy Father's Day to all the amazing dads listening in and participating in the chat. I hope you've all been taking it easy today and enjoying yourselves and being treated extremely well by either your significant other or your kids, right? So I hope you're all getting pampered. Now, we have an awesome show in store for you tonight. But first, let me introduce everybody on the panel. Tonight, we're joined by a really cool voice in the gaming community. Let me bring up my f- pal here, Dreadpool. Hey, buddy, how you been?
1: Oh, I've been doing great. This is uh, definitely one of those honors again to uh, be on a, one of your shows and hanging out with everybody here. Be live? Hello? I can no, hear I you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, made it. <laughs> I, would... dead silent. I was like, did I just get kicked out? <laughs> no, 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 dude.
0: No, no. Sorry. I just, I thought, I thought you were oh, no, at Warren. But, uh, yeah, okay. That's Shorty good to hear. Um, have you been uh, doing much gaming recently?
1: I have. I've been uh, gaming with the Fork and Crew today on um, Rainbow. What was it? Uh, I'm sorry. Ghost Recon Wildlands. So we've been doing that. Uh, a little bit of. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons still, and some ManEater.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, ManEater. Now that's a game that I know Centurion has talked very highly about. I, I, I gotta get into it because we gave it away on uh, TXR a couple of weeks back. A lot of people are talking about that game. It looks like a lot of
1: fun. Oh, I keep thinking
2: of Paul notes every time everybody says it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when we trail it off, that that's when you go there
0: oh definitely definitely but yeah again thank you very much for joining us this evening uh i'll move on to shock buddy hey how have you been doing since we last chatted
2: pretty good pretty good got my i finally got my secured my ring fit for my switch so i'm excited to see if i can uh, drop a drop a few pounds while quarantine but i started last of us Two. Picked that one up uh definitely a big step up in Baldy, like graphic uh, fidelity mm-hmm. so that looks that looks insane. Uh, I think they really nailed it with like just mm-hmm. like the uh, it's hard to ex- hard to explain like the just the brutal uh, body language like when you just have Ellie smash a window and she stabs it with like her shiv and <laughs> it just it's just so violent and it's just like wow that's it, it almost looks like kind of like someone's breaking it like in a movie and, like really doing it. Versus like another game, you might break like a window or something, and it just feels like a game. Like that feels like cinematic when she's like doing simple stuff like that. But the ca- combat is where it's really stepped up its game. Um, really, the dodge mechanic in it is really great because you have multiple enemies coming at you from left, right. You can't really tell sometimes, so it's good to have that in there. Um, but it makes the combat really. It's uh, it's it's a there's a, definitely a learning curve, but once you get used to it it, you, it it gets to be a lot of fun so definitely uh i think they definitely mm-hmm. nailed it with this one so
0: all right uh, like how far like how much time um, have you put into the game would you say so far
2: i'm still on day one but i'm two where you're actually in the like seattle like a more of a, the open world part right where, where it's kind of semi-open world part of the game which looks phenomenal so um definitely think they're gonna be making us double dip on this game on the ps5 (laughs) yeah Uh, because everybody's like posting like the record you know how many records it's breaking in the uk sales and then they're also everybody's like no they'll just patch it in sure sure okay (laughs) so the first one sold 20 million 11 like on ps4 for the remaster and like 8 on the PS3. Yeah, they're not going to make us double dip. I'm sure there's not going to be a PS5 release in a year.
0: <laughs> okay. I, huh, I sure hope not. <laughs> oh, I'm
2: sure there will. But whether it's free, that's the question.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it does look like, like again, I, I don't own the game. But I will say I have watched a lot of video of it, a lot of streams. And I mean, from the detail of the game, I the game is very gorgeous. I like how like the general... I won't say atmosphere, but it definitely has a certain like just the way that everything's set up and the, just the the art of all the surroundings. Everything looks really really crisp. It looks amazing that way.
2: Yeah, so it's definitely more. It feels more like gruesome with the combat. Just like when you're actually taking somebody out and just stabbing like in the throat. I'm like, damn. Um, but yeah, it's definitely kind of a step back. I would say in the control department for the because they did go backwards as far as the frames per second. So you can still kind of feel that. Like uh, if you played the remaster, they bumped that up to 60. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess, I guess they want to do a performance, you know, 720p mode, (laughs) Um, you know, 60 frames just as an option. But hopefully they give us that option in the future for these new consoles. So I don't want to see Naughty Dog still doing 30 frames per second next year, or you know, for their new franchises.
0: Well, that'd be pretty naughty of them, right?
2: yeah
0: <laughs> well hey you know what uh maybe next week uh you know we can't wait to hear from you like uh your f- thoughts you know once you get further into I don't the know game
2: how people have gotten so far and they're like i already beat him it. like it's a survival game where you're like scavenging parts and look like it's i'm i feel like i'm just going super slow because i'm trying mm-hmm. i feel like i'm gonna miss you know materials that i'm gonna need later on because you feel like you have to hoard in that game for because you're very limited on supplies compared to like Resident evil 2 or something like that
0: Mm-hmm. right yeah it is pretty amazing that people have just like you know uh, speeded right through the game so definitely uh,
2: more stealthy this time around too so playing that splinter cell last uh, week really helped <laughs> i was like oh, okay cool because mm-hmm. you can't just run into in a game like this they don't give you enough you know ammo or so you really have to be kind of playing your attack especially on the harder difficulties
0: yeah well you definitely prepped ahead of time that way um All right, I'll move on to Centurion. How you been, man?
3: Oh, doing pretty good. Sunday night, ready to talk games with the guys here on TXR and Dreadpool. I actually have a long history with him. He's actually pretty much the first person I've ever chatted with uh, in the gaming community when I decided to kind of go content creator, if you want to call it that. Uh, But other than that, I have been just kind of playing around with Disintegration and Elder Scrolls Online.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I've been really curious about this integration. How is that so far?
3: <laughs> okay, so I watched a couple videos before I bought it. I knew what I was getting myself into. I missed the beta. It. it I hate to say this, but it reminds me of Destiny. Really great concept, really great characters, Um, But, like, the first Destiny game, um, it was just really choppy put together. Like, it's all over the place when it comes to story. So, you got to be very forgiving when it comes to uh, story delivery. It's a very unique concept. I'm having fun with it, but that's also having the difficulty turned up. If you are at, like, recruit level, um, definitely it almost feels like you're just shooting at things on the ground there is some strategy to it as you turn up the difficulty. So, I'm having fun, but I think that's partially because I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, when it comes to disintegration, I would definitely say watch a few videos that don't reveal much about the story. See if the gameplay is something that you want to play because with disintegration, I feel you're going to have it, there's going to be no in between. You're either not going to enjoy it or you're just going to enjoy the gameplay because of the uniqueness, but Anyways, I think it's really great that this game was made with... I think it was like, what, how many people? 11?
0: It was a pretty small team, but... It was a
3: very small team, but I mean, like, there's actually some very decent quality when it comes to the cutscenes and the concept of the story. Like, I really feel like that there's something that could be with this franchise if somebody was to really throw a lot of money at it.
2: Is it like a loot-based game?
3: No. No, you just... Go around, shoot. Uh, there is some exploration, uh, but the whole idea is is you get um, scrap, and the more scrap that you have, the more your scrap you can put into the the. Uh, I believe it's um, some kind of a. It was supposed to be some kind of like a flying racing motorcycle, but the one that you have has been modified with weapons. Um, and to to put in the story, I'm not trying to drone on. Uh, to put in the story, so. Um, Basically, a lot of bad stuff has happened on Earth, and a lot of people were concerned about their own mortality. So they decided to put their brains inside these things called brain, brain canisters or brain cans, and you can put them in these armatures, which are basically representations of yourself. So each of the robots actually is not a robot. They're an individual Um, They have an individual's brain in them. They have their own individual's personalities. I think it's really cool. And there is still human people alive, but they're slowly being eradicated by uh, people that see themselves now as gods in these armatures, and they're slowly trying to convince the others that pretty much that is the next stage in human evolution is to become this, and anybody in your way should just be destroyed. So... Like I said, the story is a great concept, and that's what intrigued me in it, in the whole first place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it always intrigued me the when it first got announced. It was like a a shooter slash RTS. You know, there was like some strategy involved from the looks of it. But you know I have seen reviews for it, and I don't know. I, I am tempted to try it out because you know Marcus Leto, He was a uh, part of Halo right from the beginning, and you know, it does have a bit of a pedigree to it, this game, but at the same time yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm very curious about it overall. I might ch- I might get it uh, in the coming weeks right now. I mean, I'm playing a few games at the moment. I'm trying to work through my backlog actually, but... Um... Like, to
3: describe the, the story issues is... Mm. Well, there went a car. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so in the very beginning of the game, you're pretty much put into this crazy situation and it you can kind of pick up that pretty much that some of these guys have just met for the first time and yet the whole situation and interactions are as if these guys have known each other forever so right. that's where and that's where the like the chemistry feels off because like they're just very for basically just meeting like literally hours ago you guys act like you know each other for years and just it, it, it's stuff like that where they're trying to, I guess, make a story very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm curious about it. I might pick it up in a little bit. Uh, now, fellas, before we head into tonight's topics, uh, just a reminder that we are doing a giveaway for a limited edition Xbox Cyberpunk 2077 controller. And how you enter that is you go to our Twitter account and look at the pinned tweet on how to enter. There is a link down below in the description to our Twitter account. Just look for the pinned tweet and you'll find out how to enter that. It ends, uh, I believe it is June 29th, Yeah, June 29th on the Monday. So a little more than a week left there, guys. Definitely get in on it. Uh, Those controllers are hard to come by, to say the least. So definitely spread the word on that. All right, guys, we are going to head into our first topic now, and Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. Yes, I said that right, again. And over Twitter, CD Projekt Red, the studio behind it, announced that the game is technically finished from a content perspective, but because the game is so large, the studio needs the extra time to fix bugs, do balancing, basically a lot of polishing, and a few other things to say the least. Now, Dreadpool, I'll head to you first since you are you are a guest, and this is a game that was originally supposed to release back in April, but it got pushed back to September and now to obviously mid November because of all the delays. Should we be worrying about the condition of the game, or should we trust in c b project Red's uh,
1: track record of quality? <coughs> uh, excuse me, no uh. <laughs> actually i i kind of called this earlier i i said i hope that they don't push it back i think what they're gonna do is they're pushing it back and using it as a way to clean it up and and i applaud them for that part but i think they're pushing it back so it releases with the series X i think that's the uh, probably the ideal strategy for them you know um releasing it so early like they did with the console i think that the the one the, uh, X console that they did and the controllers had to be released earlier because they are this generation that's ending. So they need to get those out of there. Um, but for the game itself, you know, being pushed back a couple months, I, I we saw that kind of happening and we kind of predicted that it'll get pushed back again uh, just because that's how they're, you know they like to polish everything. They like to go back in, and I, I see this as a as a, a double oh, not a double-edged sword, but a twofold thing. You know, it's it's good for um, for it to be pushed back for the Series X because now when you show the game and, and the next generation, uh, so it's going to be PS Five too, right? So you're mm-hmm. going to show it at its at its best. Okay, so you're not going to see an Xbox One. A uh, game or a PS4 game, you're gonna see it when it's a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. So you're gonna have that, um, that quality on the console because we know on PC it's gonna look great. You know, there's everybody's gonna go, ah, oh, but that's PC. What about the console? So that being said, I see that being a good reason, and I and I I'm okay with it. I got no problems. I'd rather wait for the game to come out than being rushed. I, I don't want them to put out a game. Um, I don't know. What was that game that everybody hated? That's a fun game. Crackdown three. You know, <laughs> they they yeah. were rushed because they lost their tech that they were using. They had to redevelop it and then push for it. And then they, they, you know what I mean? They were already losing on that CD project red does quality stuff, you know, so all their games have love and heart into it. So when they push mm-hmm. it out, they're going to, you're going to get something good. I mean, did what do we complain about for Red Dead um, Two? You know what I mean. We had to sit there and nitpick. Oh, it's a slow story. Oh, it's a, but it was great. Everything else was great.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And then you look at games that they have, you know, some pretty large budgets. I mean, obviously, CD Projekt Red with um, Cyberpunk has a well oh, a massive budget. But you look at games like Anthem, where they have all these. Um, they have all kinds of resources behind them but the game just lacks content it was bug ridden right from the get-go and then people like within the first week or two just immediately dropped the game like a sack of potatoes so really i mean i don't mind cd project red uh pushing the game back personally because i mean obviously i see a lot of comments in the chat you know obviously it's okay it's okay if it gets delayed like uh Jose Torres here says the game is literally, uh, you know, done, more polish, the better. And I agree. I agree because I would prefer them take their time to get it right and just put a little more, you know, extra detail, extra polish. I mean, I, I do think like I agree with you that the uh, next gen consoles have a lot to do with it as well. And there will be upgrades for the next gen consoles with patches. Um, we know that the Xbox Series actually will have the smart delivery uh, but they haven't really provided when that, that those will be released these patches these yes. uh...
2: sometime in 2021 you actually get a probably like a PS5 Xbox series X like box because uh, that's when they're saying that 2021 is when the official next gen version will come. but they'll have like do backwards compatibility um, like upgraded patches so it can take kind of like Xbox 1x does where you have like the upgraded patch, for the Xbox One games, so you won't get the true like next version of it until like 2021, sometime whenever they're finished.
0: hmm Right. Um, well, that's the thing, though. I mean, you push it back. This game was supposed to come out in April. It got pushed yeah. back to September. I mean, we already technically have the uh, limited edition console out for right now. I've seen Keanu Reeves come
2: out to uh, show a release date that never was.
0: yeah so it's just it's been amazing really the story behind this game and just the uh the long process of it Uh, i wish we had uh, more gameplay for it to be honest uh, at this point
2: have you seen one of
0: the
2: i think it was kind of like a chase scene where you're Mm -hmm. driving and then you kind of put your car in like somewhat of an autopilot and you're kind of hanging out the window and as you're driving through the city which looks phenomenal from Mm -hmm. the scenes i've seen
0: Oh, no, it does. It looks absolutely massive and just the kind of gangs that you interact with and uh, customization like uh, I can go into a whole slew of uh, different things on the game. But no, it does look very impressive. And you can tell by the pedigree of uh, CD Projekt Red, The Witcher is obviously, uh, you know, it stands on its own. The Witcher 3 is one of the best games of this gen in terms of quality and uh, well, even quantity. It's a pretty long game, too. Yeah, I think people are also using it as uh, saying that, like,
2: PS5 has smart delivery, which I think people forget there's actually, actually like, a functionality to what smart delivery does.
4: You mm-hmm. put in
2: the, you know, o- Xbox One disc version of the game, and it automatically detects, like, if it's in an Xbox Series X, it's automatically going to te- detect and download that game for you while it's installing. Uh, we don't mm-hmm.
4: know
2: if PS5 is going to do that when I put in a Cyberpunk PS4 game in the PS5 when they're whenever that next real next gen upgrade's available. We don't know if you have to go to the store and download it, kind of like you have PSN plus games where you have mm-hmm. to like download and redeem them. They're free in a way, but you still have to go and redeem them. So I don't know if you're gonna have to do that for say PS4 upgrades for the publishers that do that, whereas the ones that take advantage of smart delivery, it's actually a function that they're enabling the developers or publishers to take advantage of. So it's just automatic. You put in the disc you don't have to think about oh let me go dig in the store and find
4: it
0: mm-hmm. absolutely i guess the thing with this getting delayed to november though i'm kind of i don't want to say i'm worried but it's just the, the game has been pushed back so much that we still don't know what games are still going to be launching alongside these uh systems i mean okay we know about the playstation 5 we don't know when the console's releasing exactly maybe in october maybe november same thing with the xbox series x and we don't really know what kind of games we'll be launching aside of besides maybe uh halo infinite obviously but you know let's say microsoft announces a couple of other like uh big name exclusives i i I just, I don't want a scenario where Cyberpunk 2077 just gets lost in the shuffle. Like, I don't think it will be, but at the same time, it's like, I really hope they know what they're doing. I think the game is supposed to launch now November 16th, I believe the day was, but just somewhere in that uh, that time frame, and I, I just hope that, you know, is that an ideal time for this game to launch, guys? Um... Can I give you a
3: little bit of food for thought, Mr. Downer's not here, so. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Hey, Downer, I'm going to do this in you in in, in spirit. So what if theoretically just reaching for the stars, this is like a plan B? Like we all know that Cyberpunk is not going to get buried under very many launch lineups. Like at this point, the only real launch games that we could probably name off the top of our heads for either console would be Halo Infinite or um Spider Man Morales. Yeah, is that the way I get the right? Morales. Morales. A, a, a launch game, I don't know
2: if Rat- that's official, but
3: so but basically, hmm. you know, so what I'm getting at is we know that this is going to be a third party exclusive um the funny part is this is going to help benefit for both microsoft and playstation because a lot of people are going to think that there's going to be a lot of next-gen upgrades through smart delivery or any other means like what shockley was talking about having to dig through the store and hopefully find an upgrade patch for the game um but anyways What is this, if this is a plan B for Microsoft on, like, what if there is a problem with Halo Infinite and there's a delay on Halo Infinite? They could fall back on something that they might have planned for um, Cyberpunk 2077 because they do have the marketing rights for the game. So there's got to be somewhat of a strategy with Microsoft in doing this because, like, is this delay on the developer side or is this delay on the publisher side? And um, the developer just happens to be helping the publisher kind of create, I mean, kind of help coil a lot of the backlash that'd be associated with it. I don't know. Call me crazy.
0: All right, crazy. Um, No, crazy Greek dude's actually in the chat. So he's crazy. But... um, Uh, You know, that is an interesting theory that you bring up, Centurion. Um, I would say that if Halo Infinite did get delayed or bumped back, that would be a huge loss for the Xbox Series X. because it would
3: be a huge loss. But that's where... I'm not trying to interrupt, forgive me. But, like, let's look at it right now. Cyberpunk 2077 came out the day it was supposed to... um, The second time, like, when it was delayed the first time. And now... Um, November rolls around and Halo doesn't launch, you're now left with nothing. So I'm pretty sure Microsoft is probably thinking in their head, call me crazy again, but I'm pretty sure Microsoft is thinking if the delay happens, would you rather have something or nothing? And I know pretty much they would rather have something.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't be as big of a loss if it got delayed and Cyberpunk dropped day one because that's going to be a game it's kind of like when they had rise of the tomb raider even though that's not really as big as halo but Mm -hmm. like it got buried under fallout 4 so when you have a game like that it's if halo came out two months later after cyberpunk and everybody got their fill with that game i don't think that would be a problem
3: and also i think it would be a time for smart delivery to shine because microsoft might have a way of actually creating a next-gen experience with cyberpunk 2077 and because PS4, a technically Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be a PS4 game that through backwards compatibility mm-hmm. will work on a PS5. We cannot deny that. It's not going to be a PS5 game. It is a PS4 game that will work through backwards compatibility on a PS5. And I really do think that there is probably going to be, if a delay happens on Halo Infinite, Microsoft will find probably some way to create a massive visual difference between Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS4 and, well, excuse me, the PS5 and the Series X.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, just keep in mind that, I mean, with regards to was it, Rise of the Tomb Raider, it was at least a true exclusive for a year, whereas, I mean, it is going to yeah. be available on other, you know. It's
3: going to be available, but that's where, like, what happened when everybody found out that, the Red Dead Redemption 2 version of the P- like PS4 on the PS4 Pro was smeared Vaseline, and it was 4K glory over on mm. the Xbox One X. And this was before it was ever on PC. I don't want to hear about what PCs can do now. We're talking day one. People were going out buying Xbox One Xs to have the best graphical experience they could with Red Dead Redemption 2. And you never know. The same logic might apply with Cyberpunk 2077.
1: But but you did notice when it's getting released, right? November 19th?
3: And that's where I'm actually saying that where I've actually... I commented on that on the SHOT podcast last night. Hmm. Um, The Xbox One X was, I believe, originally released on November 7th. I know they don't aim for the same day. It might just be ironic. Um, But what I'm getting at is most of the time they release a console in like the first week of November. And that's where I see with Halo Infinite... No matter what, then since when is the campaigns for Halo games ever gone 60 to 100 hours? Halo games have a very straightforward campaign that you can do about 20, 30, 40 hours in. So that means in about a week, week and a half period of time, a lot of the people can actually play through Halo, get into the multiplayer, have their fill with it or whatever. And then Cyberpunk 2077 comes out and helps kind of fuel that uh, first player experience
1: that people might be looking for after they beat Halo if they don't get into the multiplayer. See, and that's what I was getting at, too, is it's right before Thanksgiving and it's just enough time to give everybody the uh, day one releases for those games to be able to play them. And before you f- you get a chance to finish them or you do finish them, if you're, you're fast enough, to, you know, if you have enough time. You can you can go right into cyberpunk and enjoy the rest of it You know because the following week we said it's Thanksgiving. What are most people gonna be playing? You're either gonna be playing online or single-player if you're playing single-player. You're probably playing cyberpunk Online you're gonna be on halo Exactly
3: so and Microsoft basically has The two games that everybody is gonna be pretty much talking about at the end of the year on their console Yes, I understand there's gonna be some ps4 games and stuff like that but you can't deny just how die hard the multiplayer fans are for Halo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, we still have a lot to see for Halo. They've been pretty quiet on it, so I mean as much as I I, I do agree oh, with you I know. obviously. I know what but...
3: July I know, we're all assuming that Microsoft is gonna continue firing on all cylinders, but you never know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, again, it's interesting with this whole delay here for Cyberpunk. I know a lot of people in the chat. I know a few guys there were really looking forward to playing Cyberpunk in September. A um, few you guys, you know, I saw a whole bunch of people disappointed on Twitter. But at the same time, you know, again, I would rather CD Projekt Red take their time with this game because, again, like I'm all about quality experiences. And if they say that they need the time, then hey, all the power to them. I would rather them take their time than have a rushed out piece of crap right so but that's just me anyways guys i am gonna move on to something else i'm gonna move on to another topic and a few days ago ea had their ea play live announcement stream and they had a lot of known reveals obviously such as like madden and fifa But there were also a few teases for uh, games like Dragon Age 4. I mean, we knew about that, but they haven't shown anything for it. Uh, The next Need for Speed and the next Battlefield game. And they also announced uh, a new Star Wars game, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which had leaked on the Xbox store uh, like a day or two beforehand. And of course, they teased a new skate game at the end, which got a lot of people excited now shock i'm gonna head right over to you first but on this one what did you think of ea's announcements overall during this ea play live stream
2: uh typical ea underwhelming um it was funny when their announcements were about to go live or when their show was about to go live and for some reason like dead space was trending on twitter and everybody's like tweeting out like why is dead space trending (laughs) you know they're thinking they just announced a new uh either remaster a new dead space it's because that studio is gone that used to make them so that kind of got everybody's mm. hopes up but uh, i mean i was glad to hear that they're finally i thought they would have already had a battlefield 6 like ready to go kind of like they had battlefield 4 ready to go last gen at the launch of the new console so i mean i'm excited that they're hopefully this is modern this time because i'm kind of done with doing the world war one world war two um So hopefully that, unfortunately, it was just a tease. So hopefully it comes up. I'm hoping at least next year, but if they didn't show a glimpse of anything. Can I ask
3: you a question since it's on top of my head with what you just said? Now, would would you be against, like, a Vietnam setting? Um, Yeah.
2: So you want, just If they hadn't done, if they had done, like, World War I and then done a modern and then did in Vietnam, like, mix it up. But I'm just tired of doing, I don't want to do, like, world war one world war two and vietnam is just too much like old i want to go back to modern you can go back to vietnam after the like say battlefield six like mix it up
3: but. well i'm just trying to think has there been an actual decent vietnam style uh, game actually done recently i well I don't, what, know. Vietnam, I don't think i played
0: one there was was it battlefield uh, bad company too they had an expansion for the multiplayer that was um or was black
2: ops one of the black ops games like in
3: a vietnam See, city i i'm just saying like i understand yeah. the modern thing i would love modern battlefield games yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure not the future his-
2: just like just modern not, just not, like
3: but for me i guess if you want to go historical i would want to go historical that's not constantly done and we all know world war one world war two when you go like oh historical battles you know that's where I just feel like maybe it would be fun to explore maybe you know parts of a historical war that aren't too well known. Call me crazy. And I said it again. Yeah.
2: Oh, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, skate. I don't think. It, yeah, I never played any of the other skate games. I think they just kind of had some people come out there and say they're making one since everybody's hype about the new Tony Hawk like remaster games. So they I think that's just kind of them like not having anything ready, but hey, just say we're making it. Um, i'm excited to play the new star wars although we kind of i mean i guess it's more dedicated to like dogfight type style but you pretty much have that battlefield front right now uh, although it's more of like uh more of a more of a grander battle system um because you're actually doing like a bigger events and not just i guess a death match right like
3: um, but well sorry. i don't i don't want to keep hopping in no on go that. ahead no go ahead no, I just with uh, squadron. It seemed really cool to me when the guy was talking about how you're going to have to divert power from mm-hmm. your weapons to the shields, and you can actually oh, okay. control what. Like, if you have someone chasing you, you can actually divert weapons from the power from the weapons to the rear shields to kind of give you more, you know, armor back there, so somebody just can't shoot you down very quickly. So there's going to be A much more uh i guess mechanic to squadron
2: right
3: it's all single player like when the guy did it multiplayer you mean well sorry it's not going to be all multiplayer no he says there is a single player campaign but what i picked up on is a single player campaign is actually going to be probably treated more like a tutorial uh he said by the beginning you're going to be doing simple stuff by the end of the single player campaign you're going to be multitasking and doing all sorts of functions in the cockpits
2: i just don't understand how ea's this giant publisher and has star wars and isn't milking the crap out of it like why? well yeah you could have a you could have just build up you have so much money you could all the studios you just totally destroyed and are gone now but you could have had a star wars game like every year something different like some dark kind of like you had with respawn so i guess they did have that but I don't know. It just feels other than maybe that single player game. Like it's like this is what you're doing with Rogue Squadron, not just a whole new triple A Rogue Squadron we haven't had in like well over mm. a decade. Or
3: almost if you today. actually listen to how dude talked about it, it sounded like EA actually had no interest in Rogue Squadron at all. The way he talked about it is their, um what motive? What that was that the name of the uh, company that was yeah uh, it's Mo- EA
0: Motive that's doing it, EA
3: Motive yeah. Mot- yeah. So um, he said motive talked about how they went over and helped with battlefront two, and they helped primarily with the, uh, you know, the flying aspect and the flying vehicles of battlefront two. And he said, when they came back, they wanted to kind of build on that. And it was more of a passion project. And I think this was an idea that they actually had to propose to EA to kind of get the green light on a go ahead. Is so the way the story was just put out, it made it sound like EA actually had no interest in Rogue Squadron whatsoever until a developer said something.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, my it's interesting because this is like a lower price game, right? It's going to be what 40 40 bucks. bucks, yeah, it's 40 bucks. And so, I mean, I wouldn't it is more of a uh, budget title, which is interesting. And I don't think they announced any DLC for it as of right now. So, they said
2: no microtransactions. At least that's what I heard.
0: Mm-hmm. I so, yeah. There, so, obviously, they're expecting with a low budget game for it to make up its uh, cost, you know, with that price, obviously, um, with a low barrier of entry. But this game, though, It's only five versus five space combat, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes, it's only five versus five. uh, Light and, you know, like, you know, Empire Mm -hmm. and Republic. Uh, What I what I really have a question is, did anybody get triggered with passion project? Just, you know, (laughs) EA saying that they had a passion project. I'm just curious because Mm -hmm. I thought that was a bad thing. You know, and we're actually getting Star Wars off of a passion project. We're getting uh, basically, for the old school cats, uh, X Wing, TIE Fighter, X Wing versus TIE Fighter in yeah, today's ro- age. You're getting Rogue Squadron. And, yeah, Rogue Squadron too. Yeah, but I- I'm thinking PC back in the day when it was first going on. Oh, when they okay. First started See, doing I didn't do that. Stuff.
3: I didn't do the PC one. For me, mine was on the Nintendo 64 with Rogue Squadron.
1: Right. And this is before that. So I'm I'm you know when I see this I'm thinking at the newest which would have been X-Wing ver- versus TIE Fighter. You know you're actually on oh, yeah. the ship in, in in the cockpit flying around you know doing all this stuff. So it it to me I think this is cool especially when they say no transactions that doesn't mean that they won't have like a um, expanded campaign or maybe you know to be to you know to be added on as a uh, like a season thing, I could see them doing that because then it wouldn't be really a transaction or a microtransaction. It's it's an actual addition too, not just oh you know, piddly this piddly that. But it's cool that everything so far you can earn in the game. You know, on how to customize your X-wing or your Tie Fighter. You know, uh, the paint scheme, uh, little little details. So that. To me, that's pretty cool. And it's. it seemed like, um, for me, I think you'll probably get the better experience if you're in VR. It,
4: mm-hmm. We
1: won't know until we actually see this in play. I mean, we've seen video, but until you actually have your hands on a controller and trying to look around and and, and see the ease of, you know, def, um, changing uh, your power to your deflectors or, or to your uh, engines, you know, it, trying to manipulate the... Um, while you're in space battle, all this, all this little, little details, you know, yeah, in real life, it, you know, you, you things slow down, you know what I'm saying? So when when it's three seconds, it seems like five minutes, you know, you're able to, to think and react, and it doesn't seem like time has elapsed, you know, or it seems like time has elapsed, but it really hasn't. So until we get into the game itself like that, it's going to be really cool. And, it, and it's 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 neat that they took it from... The previous games and said let's make an actual game out of this and not be a full uh, full-fledged uh, $60 game i think being a passion project was a hey i think we got something but we're not sure if the the uh the board will like this so we'll just do it as a lower cheaper thing
2: did they um, give a date on it october
0: 2nd i think
1: yeah october so pretty no, soon guess-
2: actually psvr <laughs> To well are they I guess they are just doing it for PSVR since the new one's not uh, been announced.
4: So Correct. What that, do you
3: think of the first person perspective though? Like I was kind of mind blown, I was like, Oh, it's all first person perspective. The I'm used to flying around in third person. You mm-hmm. see, and
1: that's that's the thing. I was flying in the cockpit before. So when we are flying around in the third person like that it was very Is there odd. no
3: option for third person? Nope, it's no. all first person perspective. Yeah, that's which, I, which I also think, well, I think it's actually possibly maybe kind of the tech behind it. Because if you really think about it, when you're in third-person perspective, you're rendering everything going on in that frame. Versus um, when you're in first-person, you're only rendering what's in front of the vehicle pretty much, or at least in the cockpit window. Which means you're able to kind of put a little bit more detail into the functionality of the cockpit and everything else because you're not having to render something that's going off because it just happens to be in the frame.
1: Yeah, you're missing half your space battle. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing is this is only for Xbox One and, and PlayStation 4. They're not doing this for next gen. At least mm-hmm. that's what they're saying currently.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that's one they could, they could probably patch in as far as, like,
1: right. take it, advantage it of it later. It, yeah, that, and that's the thing. That I'm sure it'll be a few patches. Um for the ssds for the 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 cpu power um i know what i just said was probably going to trigger some people but um you know just the overall composition of both consoles is, is gonna you know when the new consoles come out they're, they're going to graphically um enhance everything so
2: and didn't they uh, the- say that uh on the ps4 like the ps4 is basically just going to play the games just as they normally would, no improvement unless they're actually like boosted. The ones that actually get the boost.
1: That is correct.
2: Whereas Xbox is saying it can improve it, just regardless if there's a patch or not.
1: That that is correct too. Yes, because they they take it down to the software level where they they don't break the game, but they they if the game allows it, because there is not nothing locked down, and if they can unlock it they'll unlock it so if you if you're going dealing with 30 frames per second and this the, the system can open that up it's full throttle there's there's no governor on it you know you put the pedal to the metal and you go um
3: also if uh, now this hasn't been something that's confirmed but also if any of the machine learning tech that has been rumored to kind of be associated with the series x that's just another reason that no matter what game you put into it it's always going to be improved just because that's what the machine learning tech does.
1: Right, that's what I'm talking about. So if it'll it'll improve your HDR, it'll put it in there, it'll it'll improve the textures, it'll there's a lot of things going on that, that Xbox has has talked about and there's a lot of things that we haven't heard from PlayStation just yet. So there's there's still information from both camps that we have not heard that we need to hear about
0: yeah no absolutely guys now ea had an indies game section uh they had th- they announced three games at their uh, stream one game was it was a smaller tile called lost in random it kind of reminds me of a a tim burton style kind of an animated movie but like in a game i thought that was a pretty cool game uh that got what, announced
3: lost in randomness
0: yeah, Lost in Random, I think it was I called. got
3: Tim Burton, Nightmare, Be- Nightmare Before Christmas all the way when I saw that myself.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, what's this? What's this? What game is do we have here? You know, that kind of a thing. I oh, yeah, like, all
3: the way I- Yep.
1: Between <laughs> that and Frankenweenie. And
3: yeah. Yeah, no, that's another one. Um, a- a- Agent, I mean, number nine. Excuse me, not Agent, but number nine.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, or like Coraline and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I thought it was a very unique game, and then they... I wasn't I didn't think they'd actually show off a trailer for it but then yeah they actually had it at the end I was like wow that's actually you know it's got some nice details and the animation I was like damn that you know it looks like uh, I, don't know, I was just really I was impressed by it and then you had a game called it takes two from the uh, light um, and that interesting another interesting co-op game um, the developer behind a way out and uh, brothers. You know, definitely, I'm very curious to see that they did another co op style game, but it looked uh, pretty cool as well. Definitely a lot of um, interesting um, design choices there. And then you had a title called Rocket Arena, which to me, it just kind of looked like a mix between Fortnite and Overwatch. I mean, I, actually, it's supposed to be coming out soon, I think next month, if I'm not mistaken. So, I don't know. To me, I wasn't as impressed, but it did look kind of wacky. I don't know, which uh out of those three games guys which ones did you prefer
1: oh you go first <laughs> um the one lost in random was definitely uh, it, uh got me interested but when we saw the interview with the dev on the other one what was that called uh it takes two right is that that one
0: yeah, with uh, Joseph uh, Fares, you know the guy yeah, who was like yeah, fuck the
1: Oscars. That's the one. Yep, that one there. After watching his interview or his his little review or or whatever his spiel, basically, that more so got me interested in anything else. You know, just just the way he was talking about changing the industry. You know, he's got the background from both sides of it. You know, he's got his feet in gaming. He's got his feet in the movie, and he's trying to change the way that we make games you know so i that i commend him you know so that's what gets me going is you know we we don't need you know how many times have we talked about all these sequels you know what i mean what does mario Mm -hmm. do they change the way mario is that's why mario's got so many sequels no one complains about another mario game you know you're like oh forza seven oh halo whatever oh you know what i mean uh you know it, it Gran Turismo, you know what I mean? You, you got all these numbers that you're you're counting up, but you want new IPs, right? Well, this guy's creating new IPs every mm. single time. He's changing up the format for everybody, you know. And it's cool that it's not just okay. Well, we'll go with sail shading this time. He's trying to mix it up even more so with the heart of the game. So when you're playing, you you're changing how you feel when you're playing. You know what I mean? It, it's not just a game that, that it's a tearjerker or brings in the you know certain emotions just everything collectively and that's what i like about it that that's why i want to um definitely keep my eye on that one
0: oh yeah definitely and that's a thing too we're coming on off of a generation that you know even remasters right you see a lot of game remasters some of them aren't really that impressive and then you see a developer here that you know he actually tries to do something different so, And I can I can definitely commend that. I, I That's what makes me take a look into uh, the studio's games even more because they're trying to do something a little more unique and take risks, right, yeah. as opposed to uh, doing the same old. Yeah, so. well, that's,
1: that's the thing. Look, look at Psychonauts when it first came out. Yeah, it had that cartooniness or, or you know, uh, animatronic, or not animatronic, uh, claymation style uh, look to it, but it was, you know, different. But it, it, it totally flipped everything different on its head. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and well, Psychonauts too, I'm definitely uh, curious to see. They'll probably show it off at the uh, July, Xbox July event. Um, so guys, overall, would you consider EA's uh, stream, EA Play Live? Uh, in my opinion, I think it's a bit of a disappointment. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. I think they should have uh, shown off Battlefield, um, American Revolution, or uh, the sequel to it, American Civil War. You know, mm-hmm. I'm kidding, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, they should could they could have just done that on a quick like sizzle reel of like announcements. Yeah. There's no actually. To um,
3: that. I wanted to see. Um, battlefield six crusaders like i don't want no firearms at all i want people like sword stone sticks maybe a couple cannons in the background but yeah nothing nothing to shooter
1: so you want the ac Odyssey, uh, uh, assassin's creed version <laughs> pretty much
0: <laughs> he wants a mix of assassin's creed and sea of thieves so
1: pretty much sea well,
0: of no.
3: assassins sea, well sea of thieves had had you know like little pistols and muskets no i want to get rid of
0: all that hmm Yeah, true, true.
2: You can just go play Black Flag again.
0: (laughs) Or what's that game, uh, Atlas? Yeah. Very similar.
1: Did they
2: ever release that pirate game that Ubisoft...
1: Uh, Skulls and Bones? Skulls and Bones? No. No, they They, they couldn't (laughs) be pushing it back. I think they realized that they screwed up when Sea of Thieves uh, actually started doing something.
0: Yeah. Well, Ubisoft pulled back a lot of their uh, IP... So
2: poor went out for uh beyond good and evil, too. That game's never happening.
0: Oh man, yeah. like I, as soon as
2: I saw that game, I was like, this game's never coming out.
0: Yeah, it's like I, I don't trust Ubisoft when it comes to uh beyond good and evil. I mean,
2: maybe next gen that looked like that looked like a next gen game, it's like what they're trying to achieve. That I feel like the SSD is what
4: mm-hmm.
2: if they're gonna be going as they were going really like quick, or, from what mm-hmm. I re- recall, they were. Yeah, there's a huge amount of area, too. I was like, Hmm. wait, this is coming supposedly rumored for the Switch as well? I was like...
1: (laughs) As alive as the city was and as vast as it was, yeah. It might actually be ps real." Yeah, definitely.
0: a movie. Well, the world was huge, yeah, and it had so much detail to it. That's why I was thinking. I was like, no, this this is definitely going to be a next-gen title. And really, I'm very skeptical of Ubisoft, like I was saying, just because, remember the whole Watch Dogs, the original game fiasco back in, like, what, 2012, 2013? Like, I don't know. I just don't trust them with their uh, presentation of games. I'm like, no, that game's going to get downgraded, and it might get pushed back to next-gen. So keep an eye on it. Actually... Wait, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Uh, do they have? Uh, they must have their own event coming up soon, right?
3: Uh, I think, think they're staying counts. pretty low, in my
0: opinion. They must yeah. have something coming up. I actually well, I mean, they know. got
2: Assassin's Creed. I'm sure there'll be mm-hmm. some actual gameplay, possibly at a later Microsoft event. I think they're trying
3: to ride the July. Assassin's Creed wave mm. purely because, um, like, this was on Game Rant. Um, Watch Dogs Legion is becoming its own worst enemy. Um, I mean, like, pretty much outside of Assassin's Creed, almost everything was, like, delayed and all this other stuff. And um, mm-hmm. it's definitely making uh, Ubisoft look bad. Like, where is the Splinter Cell? Like, what?
2: <laughs> like, yeah. I thought for sure when they announced all those games getting released backwards compatibility, it was coming. But nope like you know that game from just the buzz and everybody keep talking about it like all you would have to do is hear the sound of his goggles turning on and people go nuts that that just wins the e3 space well maybe not but at least <laughs> it'd be a probably one of the biggest announcements say had there been like an e3 you know new mm-hmm. splinter cell that and bring michael ironside back that would just hearing his voice or something
0: well Sick. Splinter Cell has been one of those games that it's been teased in their games, you know, some goggles left around here in one game and uh, some outfits in another and there's been all kinds of talk about it, it's just I don't know why they're just sitting on it it's such a valuable IP to have so. it's,
1: it's basically from the last couple of games that they released mm-hmm. didn't do as well, and right now it's got a bad stigma on those devs, none of those devs want to touch it because they know that the the hype is gonna be overwhelmingly so no matter what they do, they, they feel like they're gonna lose. Well, and they don't wanna do that. They don't wanna be associated with the losing just uh, you know, back to square one. Up.
2: Like that was the problem with cause you had conviction. It was in development hell. They had to they totally scrapped it halfway and did something different. Blacklist mm-hmm. didn't have Michael Ironside, so and it came out late in the gen, so I think people just kinda Forgot about it. Um, And then Double Agent wasn't, that's kind of their tipping point where it kind of fell off. Because the next gen versions were all like in the daytime, whereas the PS2 and Xbox version were at night, (laughs) which I don't know why. Yeah.
1: See, and that was the thing. When when, uh, they didn't have Michael Ironside there, nobody said nothing, but he was going through, uh, he he was dealing with cancer at that time, but nobody said nothing. So everybody was just bashing on the game because once they realized it wasn't Michael, They were they were like, oh, this game sucks, and they were just basing it off of the character.
2: Yeah, I heard the game was pretty good. At least I haven't played it yet.
1: It wasn't that bad.
0: Mm. Can't say I I haven't played it. it. Last Splinter Cell game I played was Conviction. I didn't end up playing Blacklist but uh, yeah i'd heard that it like it was okay but again like uh, splinter cell had kind of fallen from grace apparently so i don't know i just it'd be nice for it to return to its former glory i remember back on like the og xbox days that was one of the games to have i
2: missed that i never played spies
0: versus mercs
1: see and that would be the game to bring back it's on the og xbox it's two generations ago Remaster the original game, give us some tweaks so it it throws us off from the original story for those that have played. So that way we get some, maybe some more information and do the stuff that we couldn't do before and we have the tech to do now.
2: They could totally just do a remaster of the first trilogy and put Spies vs. Marks in there, kind of revamped. There you go. I'd rather that would do do hot cakes and then that that would kind of test the waters. Okay, do people actually want to? Us to put in the you know work and to develop a whole new game and new story. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that'd be a good package, and that's why I did like I did like Watch Dogs because it did give you kind of that spies versus mercs feel where you could enter somebody else's game and you're like hiding. Like if you ever played any of the multiplayer in Watch Dogs, where you'd be in somebody's game sneaking around doing hacking and you would have to make sure that you basically look like an NPC to them. Like you'd have to walk (laughs) and kind of blend into the crowd, which I thought was really cool. But
1: Is that why I kept on dying? Yeah,
2: probably. it's funny because you could always tell if somebody was in your game because you couldn't pause the game when someone entered your game because they had to keep staying live. So it was like, wait, I can't press start right now. Oh, someone's entered my game and then I'd be looking around and you just see a car like backing up like out of nowhere and you're just like oh there
0: he is <laughs> and just snipe him oh man uh let's see we got all kinds of people in the chat we got delilah hd hey delilah i hope you're doing well we got predator h2o thanks for stopping by brother one away dragons tv oh hey bud thanks for joining us uk dazarus oh man dude hope you're doing well over there uh do you ever sleep holy moly it's pretty late over there crazy greek dude oh man we got so many people that have joined us in the chat uh mr Kima is here nlg we have mike here alex basha crooks valorian thanks everybody for stopping by patman jones love the energy in the chat tonight fellas we will move on to our next topic And it looks like Microsoft is going to be upgrading their xCloud servers to the Xbox Series X in 2021. Now, according to The Verge's Tom Warren, sources familiar with Microsoft plans say that they've already begun to upgrade their servers. And that Microsoft is also experimenting with dedicated uh, servers, server blades for the PC for streaming PC games over to xCloud. Now, Centurion, I'm gonna head to you first on this specific topic. How much of an improvement will this uh, will this make to Project X Cloud? Um, massive.
3: Um, according to the article, it said it would be able to. Because um, right now they're running on uh, Xbox One S blades, going to Series X, they would be able to do uh, basically Series X um, style computations times four. So it'd be like having one, one Series X blade is basically four uh, Xbox One S blades. So it you kind of basically you're quadrupling your processing. Uh, also, the nice part is, in my opinion, with using Series X hardware, uh, what me and Dreadpool were talking about earlier was machine learning. Um, well, machine learning actually pulls um, a lot of its learning capabilities from the cloud. And it gets powered by the cloud. And so, therefore, by making your cloud infrastructure that much stronger, you're just making the machine learning capabilities that Microsoft will have access to that much better. So, it's like a win-win for Microsoft to put this technology into those servers. And it's going to do nothing but kind of benefit us as consumers. Unless, because, you know, we... Had kind of went back and forth. I think it's ironic that, um, I've kind of gave you a little like a, an article that was like the other half to what you showed me, um, showing how Microsoft and Apple are starting to butt, butt heads over um, their ideas of what it comes to consumer practices. Like, you did you read the article that I sent?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about Apple, right? Yeah, like Apple
3: deciding to, um, See, like everybody's here going to be like, let Apple do what they want to do. It's Apple. We'll check it out. Um, when you create um, a system of a monopoly um, that is the Apple store, um, it kind of rings or echoes what Microsoft actually went through. It's actually mentioned in the article um, t- over 20 years ago where Microsoft used to be, um, you know, the software to have. And they were worldwide. And it was all packaged with Internet Explorer. And that was the only option you were allowed to use. And they kind of got in trouble and were found guilty of antitrust practices and monopoly because they were forcing consumers to basically buy a product. There was no competition. And all the competition that was on there was being taxed to death. Basically, Microsoft got in trouble for it. And now Apple's doing the same thing. Any app on the store has 30% behind it. It, like, basically, you're getting to a whole different territory. But if you read the articles, um, it's quite interesting on the difference right now between xCloud on the PC, xCloud on Android is night and day compared to um, the iOS version of xCloud. And sadly, it seems like uh, Apple is becoming very, very um, dictatorship on that system, which is why Microsoft is got their hands tied right now when it comes to the X Cloud capabilities on ios sorry that's a lot i know i was if you read into it it's like a big it's a big pile of crap right now what's going on with
0: that situation mm-hmm, absolutely well again it could just be the fact that you know Apple's playing a little bit of hardball and you know doesn't want uh, one of their biggest competitors using you know their app store to i'm still confused what the issue is
3: Well, the issue is so when you have a set of rules and regulations, you cannot um, pick and choose who are held accountable because that becomes discrimination. Um, They actually do make amendments in their rules for corporations that can like uh, they've amended their rules for Amazon uh, because um, Apple wants 30% of any app that's on that store. They want 30% and what the company that really started this was a an email app called hey where you would go online and sign up for this uh app for this feature and you would pay a hundred dollars a year online and they first started publishing the app on the app store and basically they got clipped because apple was like well we're not getting our 30 percent because they're, you're basically bypassing it and doing all this other stuff and that was one of their infractions And so now they're like, well, what about Amazon and Netflix in them? Netflix charges a subscription service that you have to sign up for online. And they're like, well, we made amendments in our rules for them. And they're like, you can't play favoritism. Now you're dipping into discrimination territory. Um, And it also violates uh, what happens here in the United States is nothing like over there in Europe. Uh, the, U, the EU is very consumer conscious. They have a lot of consumer practices put in place. Like here in the States, anything with a copyright behind it, a CD, uh, a movie, a video game, the minute you buy it and open it, that is yours. No matter what, even if you absolutely hated it, hell, most of the time, even if it's broken. Um, over there in the EU, if a game has bugs in it, that's actually considered defective and you're actually allowed to return it. And over there, they have a lot of consumer protections that actually allow you to return stuff, even if it's copyrighted. Um, so there's a lot of stuff over in Europe to protect the consumer. Over here in the United States, there's a lot of pr- stuff to pr- to protect the owner of that software. So basically, it's kind of flip-flopped, which is why it's a big deal over in Europe.
2: Is Stadia not on um,
3: iOS? No. and oh, okay. As far as I know, I don't believe... Oh, mate- I know they've even made a few exceptions for Google.
2: Because that would be like the same thing. So if if they if, have, if Google ever gets part of it and then like Microsoft does it, then that's... Well,
3: better. I guess this whole situation mm-hmm. with Apple, because uh, if you read the articles, I'll send all three of them. It's like a three-article thing. Um, I guess with the situation with Apple has kind of rubbed a lot of companies the wrong way. And as a result, um, Microsoft and Google have actually kind of got a little bit more uh, kosher. Uh, because of Apple
1: yeah you cannot use Stadia on Apple Um, with them wanting to take a 30% cut who who takes a 30% cut from iTunes See, that's the other thing. And
3: that, that's the other thing. They're pushing their own their iTunes, their own streaming. And so basically they have created a system now that the consumer does not actually have a free choice in the matter. They're actually swayed because, oh, it's going to be easier to get what I need over here because there's less restrictions. And Apple has created those. So when they were smaller, it wasn't a big deal. But because now they're actually becoming a worldwide thing. It, you know that's the whole idea behind monopoly if you've ever played is to get total control but regretfully there's actually laws in place all around the world in different governments that prevent a company from having a worldwide monopoly on a side
2: note uh this kind of puts a nail in uh, stadia's coffin yeah
3: yeah uh, you could think again
2: that 10, 10 teraflops now it's well now it's behind <laughs> oh, well God. soon to be behind
0: The Xbox Series
2: X uh, blades when they get that going.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it just X Cloud is completely dominating it. I mean, again, you look at uh, what they're stating here and while suggesting that you know they want to be able to stream PC games to uh, basically the Xbox. There's the potential to stream uh, PC games to Xbox and other devices. Like, that's a pretty big advantage having like all kinds of these. I want to say more PC-exclusive, PC-centric games being able to be played across Microsoft's ecosystem. I mean, that's a pretty clear advantage.
2: Now, if Microsoft somehow allows you to kind of like they're saying you can play the games through X Cloud on your phone like once you... Once it releases, like I'm assuming all of your library is going to be streamable. I'm not sure if that's true, but if that can go to your PC, not just like through using Game Pass, but like mm-hmm. now your pc that would just destroy
3: i'm not trying to keep stadium. that bandwagon going but i think it's actually funny you mentioned your library so that is why xcloud does not work properly on uh, ios right now because of the library um basically a way the rules are kind of written is apple would want 30 for every game in your library Ooh. It basically, well, how that be- work? They're not, because not, because they're the games because <laughs> the games were purchased outside of the app, but so you that's some, in- huh?
2: Well, I mean, like some of them you don't pr- like for Game Pass. Well, if they're going, but with their Gamepad, that's the other problem. That's that the that.
3: other problem. You're getting into the Game Pass subscription. Uh, Online outside of their, So they're not getting the 30% out of the game pass subscription They're not getting the 30% out of the games that you can buy through xCloud if it ever makes it to where you can buy games off the store and And stream them. Uh, That's the thing. It was like basically they want 30% here 30% there 30% 30% 30% and it's just like um, What about all the stuff you guys are basically you're just making it to where people aren't gonna want to use our systems You're making it to use their systems and uh, Microsoft and a bunch of companies are—I uh, they, they, guess like they've actually really investigated. Um, they've got two open investigations right now in Europe for antitrust violations.
1: See, that's also why the uh, iOS version of XCloud is not—it only has a couple games, and it hasn't yeah. progressed mm-hmm. because they can't do anything with it. Uh, if, if unless you buy it through their store, you don't have access to that game. So, yes. if you buy it through their store, they're getting that 30%. Microsoft's getting, or Xbox is getting the other um, 70%, but the rest of your library, because you didn't buy it there, you can't play it. So, that's, that's that slippery slope. Like I said, you can uh, thank Ajit Pai, our chairman of the Federal Communications Commission in America. He's the one that got rid of a, a lot of the stuff that we need. Oh, yeah.
2: He was the one that was trying to take down. Like net neutrality,
1: right? Yeah, he took down net neutrality. He went on Facebook and created a video. Or not Facebook, I'm sorry. Uh, YouTube made a video using somebody else's song and got copyright strike right away. Bam. It's like, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah. He, it's... <laughs> how smart is he and how did he end up in that position?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But, you know, guys, the whole, again. Sorry, though... I wasn't
3: trying to beat on Apple there. Sorry.
0: Oh no, but it's just—it's interesting with the whole uh, process that Project X Cloud is going through right now, and just kind of the hurdles that they have to go over in order to, you know, reach as many people as they want. You know, you think about how many people use iOS, use iPhones, iPads, etc., and of course they want to, you know, they want to expand into that uh, that base, right? Because you know, Phil. And Xbox Game Studios talks about reaching, what, a billion uh, oh, yeah. people. So how else are they going to do that? You know, they need... Well, you know, they, they do definitely need to hit that iOS uh, market uh, to achieve that. And, I uh, don't know, Apple's just not playing nice. They're playing hardball with that, unfortunately. And I'll be honest, they're not really a great uh, company to deal with overall when it comes to being nice. So... Uh, but it, either way, guys, it is going to be interesting in the next couple of months to see uh, where Project X Cloud, you know, uh, how it rolls out officially and uh, into the next year. And it just, you know, it's exciting. It's, it's exciting to hear all this stuff. But, guys, I'm going to move on to some other news. And it appears that Sony will not be adopting a unified upgrade program for the uh, PlayStation 4 games moving over to the PlayStation 5. A Japanese website called GameSpark had contacted uh, Sony Japan to clarify whether players can expect a similar upgrade uh, to the PS5 from PlayStation 4. And according to provided translations, Sony is leaving it up to the publishers on how to approach the cross-gen upgrades, meaning there is no real unified system there in place, and there is no real rules or regulations to follow for that. So... I'll leave this open to whoever on the panel wants to chime in first. Does this leave Xbox with a huge advantage uh, going forward into next-gen consoles?
3: Wow. All right. I guess I'll hop in on that one. Go for it. Okay, so now you're asking is smart delivery an advantage for Microsoft?
0: That's correct
3: okay so yes and that is purely because um we're gonna take a look at the major thing um backwards compatibility people can sit there and say what you want but it really does make a difference when you can take a game from a 3 we'll use red dead redemption you take that game put it in a 360 you can see it up i mean you see it as it was back then You put it in an Xbox One, you're gonna see um, what, well, an Xbox One S, you'll see the enhancements from it being there. Um, Then you put it in an X, you'll see those enhancements, and so on with the Series X, because the Series X is also going to upscale stuff. It's gonna make your older games play better, look better. That's going to be an awesome thing, especially if you're a retro gamer and enjoy playing older titles. I happen to enjoy playing some of the older stuff. And I've also missed out on some of these older titles growing up, so it's a great chance to play them. Um, But also, it means that on the PlayStation side, um, pretty much, even though you're going to have backwards compatibility with a PS5, when you put one of these PS4 games in, it's pretty much going to be what it was on the PS4 Pro purely because you like there's no software there for it to update or download that's the whole idea behind um this smart delivery is it knows what console the game is being played on and it's actually able to download patches and software based on what it's being played on so with playstation not having that pretty much you're going to see little to no improvement when it comes to your older titles is anybody kind of hearing me on that
1: I'm hearing you. Uh, I took it as a little bit different approach, that it's actually you're still going to have your um, your titles as an Xbox One title, but the smart delivery is going to say um, when you have a Series X and it's a game specifically built for Series X that you're going to get the Series X version versus the One version. Can you guys
3: hear my air conditioner? I am so sorry. That <laughs> yeah, can a, l- a
0: little bit, a little bit. It's, it's not so, too bad.
1: Um, So that's, that's the way I'm seeing it, but that's yet again, that's where we're asking for a little bit better clarification from Xbox. You know, it, how is it literally, I mean, I know it's a, it's a packet delivery system, but when it, when it says, okay, I, I have, let's say halo. All right. So we have Mm -hmm. halo infinite coming out. I have an Xbox one. I'm getting the Xbox one version. I have a series X I'm getting the series X version they never clarified how smart delivery works with an Xbox one game. That is not a series one game. So with that, with that being left out um, the way I believe it to be is if you have an Xbox one game, like, like you said, red dead two is going to be a one game across the board. You're going to get the highest fidelity. You're still going to get the um, Xbox one X version because it's going to be able to handle it. But I don't think there is a, Series X version, so you, you're you not going to get that version.
2: Yeah, I think Smart so, Deliver is just referring to if there is an X-Gen version, it knows to give you it knows the which, highest version.
1: Right, it gives you the highest version it can give you um, because of where you're at. I don't think, it's not going to give you anything better. That's where the AI portion that we talked about earlier will, yeah. will open up the, the graphics, the HDR, the, the frames per second. It'll open up all that.
2: So, yeah, not only is Sony, we don't know if they have a system like that, so there might just be an inconvenience where you have to go to their store, Uh, but they haven't announced that they're going to do anything like that, which a lot of people are saying, well, there's no, all the PS5 exclusives, you know, are, they're not going to be on PS4, Um, but to that same note, to think they're not going to put God of War or like The Last of Us when it's doing crazy numbers. If they're not going to remaster it again, I think you're crazy to think that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not being as aggressive with Microsoft in this manner. Um, I mean, you you look at what EA had said about Madden 21 that if you opt for uh, what was it, if you want to be able to have the upgraded PS5 version for that game, uh, you'll have to
2: yeah redeem it or you have mm-hmm. to you'll have to buy it as late as Mm -hmm. like December and then you have to upgrade to the next gen version. They've extended now to like June, but I think that's the difference. mm -hmm. It's not doing smart delivery. So that one you have to actually upgrade. Mm -hmm. I probably in the uh, Xbox and PS five in the store. So that's where I'm thinking that's how probably PS 5s games are going to work. If there is a free upgrade in general. You're See gonna that. probably have to dig it out.
0: But there's also another stipulation in that too that only the uh, the PS5, the one with the Blu-ray player, you is a, only able to have that upgrade. Whereas the uh, digital console will not, apparently. Oh no, the
2: digital console will. You have to have a digital copy though. They don't oh. want they They don't want you to get like one up on them by like buying the disc. Oh, I got the digital uh, PS5. Cool, gave me a digital free digital copy, and then you go sell
4: your mm-hmm. copy.
2: Although by June of next year, it'd be worth ten, you know five bucks. So <laughs> it's mad. It'd be worth pennies. You'd be lucky to get five dollars. So I mean, see, that's, yeah. so as long as you buy, if you stick, if you're doing digital and you move to digital or the disc version, that's fine. But you just can't buy the disc version and then go to digital and then expect to get it.
1: Right. See, and that's that's the other thing is I think it's a it's a marketing label that Microsoft mm-hmm. is using and it's a marketing tactic. You know, we have this said thing, you know, like do you have power windows or do you have uh let's say uh cruise control or do you have an advanced cruise control? Right. Cause now cruise control on, on the newer cars can keep up with the car and actually slow down when you get behind the car and it keeps up with the pace. And then when you go around the car, it speeds up back to where you were before so it's Mm -hmm. like an advanced cruise control so it's just a you know um, when it comes to this you're going to have your Madden for Mm your PS4 and then when it comes down to the PS5 you're going to have to download the PS5 version yourself you're not going to have it automatically do it for you now yet again it's a shady thing when you uh, and it's a sports game so I can understand why they let this go but if this is the way that Um, developers are going to take it. I think it's a little shady because you know, if you have to buy it within a certain amount of time and then get the next console within a certain amount of time, not everybody can get the newest consoles within the year, you know, so they might have to wait a year to get the next console. You know, uh, we already know for this season, both of these consoles are going to be, you know, limited supply. You know, the supply and demand, look at for um, in the middle of March. Look at the Switch. Look how fast that thing sold out. It was um, a supply and demand. They couldn't meet the, the demand. Yeah. Well, they were having manufacturing like part shortages before
2: the whole COVID-19 kicked off, and then that just I exacerbated it even more.
3: I don't think either company is going to be able to keep up with the demand, but I really do feel there is going to be a major difference on the demand uh, between the two consoles where people are going to be demanding the... I feel like there's going to be more Xboxes than PlayStation because from what at least I've seen floating around on the internet, Invader knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, Microsoft has, I guess, been spending a lot of money on production to make as many models uh, of the Series X and, or maybe even a Series X. I mean, excuse me, S. But they've been spending a lot of money on production. And I think it was like what they were saying, like almost like, was like they were saying playstation was at least half the production if play if xbox wasn't more uh
0: sorry what was that again
3: because you guys know the the at least the info that was at least put in the uh dm for us um was it showed that um playstation was behind in production uh with microsoft like two to one
2: I think Microsoft had more of the production lines. They were out Yeah, basically,
3: line. and and but Microsoft had spent so much money yeah. that the I guess the product the production companies didn't want to uh, kind of screw with their um, yeah. their plans to help PlayStation make more. Well, I guess so, they were saying
2: there was nothing they could do about it because Microsoft there's no other production lines. Yeah. they were exhausted. There's no other like lines for them. To, hey. We need more ps5s here but they're all accounted for apparently from what that
3: yeah from and that's where it was just saying that i guess uh they were kind of saying that ps5 is a little bit late to the game when it came to uh getting production models going
2: i mm-hmm. um what was i gonna say oh yeah about the uh, smart delivery there i see it kind of in the chat um the reason why i don't think like sony's gonna do it with their first party uh, other than them just being still quiet on it is Everybody was saying they ha- they already had this. They already had Cross by. Yeah, you're right. Um, and the only AAA game that even took advantage of that was uh, Call of Duty. Advanced Warfighter is the only game that went from PS3 to PS4. Sony made sure to exclude their first party games from that program. And there was also a $10 upgrade uh, for like some of the Call of Duty or yeah, some of the Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, and Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Battlefield 4, you could put in your PS3 disc in your PS4 and redeem a $10 or basically pay $10 to upgrade to the next gen version. Sony, again, excluded that and charged you $50 for Last of Us Remastered a year from when it released on the PS3. So they had programs like that, even one to charge you a little bit and they they just said, no, we're not doing it with our first party games. So... I don't see them doing it here because you just look how it last of us sold 20 million. Like it's not gonna sell 20 million. Last of us two, even if it's breaking records, it's not breaking 20 million again if they only stick to PS4. And I, I just feel like they're not gonna, they're definitely gonna have a next-gen version. There definitely is gonna be a PS5 box copy of Last of Us Two. That I I'll bet anybody a game <laughs> that's gonna happen.
3: Last and, of Us Two remastered and and now think, with multiplayer.
2: And you think they're gonna give you a free copy of that by you mm. buying a used copy of the last of us two on ps4 and you putting that disc in i i had my doubts about that one
0: no R&D it's gonna be the local. last of us uh, Xbox, 2.5 it doesn't, matter.
2: it doesn't matter to them because guess what their whole new business model is game pass they're gonna give you the next gen game anyway because you're a subscriber to game pass so they figure well then it really doesn't make sense for us not to give you the next gen version Because most of our subscribers, they're hoping, are going to do Game Pass anyway. So I think that's their reasoning of like, hey, it's no sweat on our back. Because our new model, is not that's not going to matter anymore. (laughs) But it's going to make us look good. And it is for Xbox. But I just don't see them doing it. If they're going to give you a free PS5 copy because you went to GameStop and buy a used copy where they didn't get any money. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I, I don't absolutely. think someone's gonna do it with their big first party that you know people are gonna buy it anyway and they're so global that xbox isn't in japan basically you know it's a, a little step and you know a little bug on the floor or you know on the wall or whatever i'm trying to say mm-hmm. in europe some stores don't even sell xboxes down because they put their first party games on game pass they got all you know pissy
0: about you know
2: that oh no one's what's the reason me selling it then but Mm-hmm. i don't know i just don't see that happening
0: yeah no no you make some valid points there shock and uh, it's interesting how both microsoft and sony are approaching uh these upgrades whether i know micro like dreadpool was saying uh, microsoft is obviously using smart delivery as a huge marketing push going into next gen sony's just being a little well playstation's being carefree with it I would say, you know, they're not really stressing it, to say the least. And I don't know. I just I think it'll be interesting uh, how the next couple of months, how uh, things get talked about, especially by PlayStation. Um, But you know what, guys? We are going to head into our final topic of the evening. And there's been a series of rumors going on about Xbox's big July event. Now, according to a rumor from the Beyond 3D forums, a poster named Eastman with a pretty decent track record of having proven inside information when it comes to Microsoft stuff stated that Xbox Lockhart will finally be announced as the Xbox Series X and that this console will be much smaller than the Xbox Series X and will be an all digital console. With regards to the pricing, he said that the Series S will be half the price of the Series X. The insider doesn't know the final Xbox Series X price, but he had heard that Microsoft was prepared to price the console at $400. Wow, that would be um extremely competitive, I'd say now again, guys, I will keep this final topic open to whoever wants to jump in first. Now, what do you guys think of the validity of these pricing rumors? Will Microsoft be super competitive with the console pricing?
1: I guess I'll go mm-hmm. um they they said they're gonna they won't be beat out on price so, mm-hmm. From uh, like I said before, I've heard 450 was a number that they're willing to work with. And so up or down, you know, so uh, as low as 200 is going to be very shocking, but it is one way to beat them out. So it's it's it's, it's going to be a wait and see right now with the cat and mouse game that they're playing with the pricing. So would I want it to be that? Sure. Would there be some negative to it? Yeah, because people are going to be like, "Look, it's a cheaper model. It's it's nothing. Why? You know what I mean? It's 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 plastic. It's cheap.
4: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, so everybody likes to use that that cheap motto when it when the, when something's cheaper, unless it's their console, because then it's a good deal. So I, I see the the game is going to still be played until we find we finally get these prices out, but. Man, if it's 400 for the Series X, oh yeah, even better. And I mean, who, who can't who who can, who can honestly complain that these consoles that are leaps and bounds compared to what we went from 360 and the PS3 to the one and the PS4. I mean, this is leaps and bounds better. You know, when we went from PS2 graphics and and, and the playability and the Xbox you know, the OG Xbox graphics to the following gen. It was like night and day. Holy cow, look at this. You're looking at Call of Duty. You're like, I can't believe how detailed these graphics are, right? Granted, nowadays, we're looking at it like, uh, at least it's not blocks, you know? But then we went Mm -hmm. from last gen to this gen. It really didn't seem to push the bounds up until we did the refresh on these consoles. (laughs) You know, that's when they started going in and putting real quality polish on on the games and and getting more out of it that the, that the CPUs couldn't do before. Now we're actually getting more, more of a leap in, in every direction. So it's not just this, it's not just that it's all of it is a leap. So we're going to be able to see something and to get it for $400. That's Mm -hmm. amazing.
2: And apparently the S rumored to be half that price. So if that thing's two hundred, that is gonna be a steal because if that's aiming for like fourteen forty P sixty and you're getting the SSD tech, the newer CPU, the newer RAM, just not the uh GPU basically. That's that's gonna be a steal for a lot of people.
1: Right. And and we don't know the pricing on the all digital um PS five. So we don't know what they're going to do with that. I know people have rumored that they're going to add more memory. They're, we don't know. We really don't know. Mm-hmm. They haven't said anything. The only thing we've we've seen what, that was said was a negative was to the Series S because it's going to have less teraflops. Okay, so what? But like you said, it's going to do 1440p. It's going to have basic, you know, and, and we have checkerboarding now that can make 1440p look like 4K. So is it that big of a deal? No, it's not really that big of a deal. It's it's the ones that want to nitpick and mm-hmm. tear it apart, you know. But in, in retrospect, who who's going to buy the two hundred dollar console? Just about everybody. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know I mean? it would,
2: especially in this economy. I think that would fly off the shelves.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I I see the the Series X being more of coming out f- first launch, whether or not the the S will come out this year is good to me is, is um, it, it's hard to say I would want them to, to release it for, for, you know, before Christmas, you know, sell it out, you know, get it out there. But at the same time, you, as you know, as a business owner, you, you kind of want your, you know, you have a premium product and you know, it's going to be at a limited amount, you know, it's going to sell out. So wouldn't you want the more money up front right away versus, a little bit here and a little bit there you know what i mean so you, you 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 want the big pie or you want to share the big pie and the little pie and still only get so much you know so it's like a catch 22 cuz if you get that little pie out there guess what everybody gets a sample of that everybody gets into it it's easier for everybody to to take a spoon of apple pie you know what i mean i think they get one, into mm-hmm.
2: it. yeah and i think one thing that'd be smart for them to make sure they get this out at the same time as the x is the whole talk is the Xbox Series X is the more powerful console, and so when people see that smaller, if we don't know the form factor yet, but if maybe it's just a little bit smaller, um, then people might think, oh, okay, that's maybe the smaller, like the smaller version of the PS5. So they're probably thinking that system's still more powerful, or you know, as powerful as the PS5, like digital edition, because they're both rumored to be digital um then i think that could fly off the shelves because people are like well this is 200 bucks that ps5 mm-hmm. digital let's say maybe 400 like that's that's going to seem like a seal to them and it even though you know that might be confusing the uh the you know some of the casual gamers thinking that it's you know more powerful see and that's but why going
1: back to our previous topic it could be a good trick but mm-hmm. yeah, it would be but that's why going back to our previous topic why is the blades coming out in 2021 well wouldn't you want all your games and your consoles to be able to be sold now to show the quality and once all that stuff Mm -hmm. settles down then you start doing your blades and start doing your replacements because why they said that's not coming until
2: later i don't think they're even Mm -hmm. starting on it yet but right
1: so being tested yeah even then i mean you're talking about uh four consoles right four four xbox one x console or i'm sorry series uh Excuse me, Xbox One S consoles and one series X. So that's four blades and that's 16 game, uh, 16 separate games that they could produce out of one blade. So why would you do that when you can actually sell those four to make that profit right away and make your customers happy? That All that stuff can be down the line. So they're going to be pushing as much as they can for this holiday season. And then once the demand gets caught up, then they'll start doing it. So it'll probably be right before Christmas of next year when they'll have enough to be able to catch up.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Now
3: okay, AC doesn't sound like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a shock. Set.
3: Well, you know what? Let me just, let me just kind of throw something in on this. One thing I like about all this is it shows the position that Microsoft and Sony are in are two totally different positions Um, Microsoft can afford to actually break even or even take a loss when it comes to putting a console out, which is at least why I feel Microsoft can be competitive with price if they want to.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they definitely can eat the loss better than most companies. Well,
3: see, now that's the only thing, though. It's not really... It's more like what you would call a calculated loss, Um, Yeah, that's when you first when you first produce these machines, the very first console that comes out off of the assembly line is going to be the most expensive console you ever produce out of that series generation, whatever you want to call it, because as this as it progresses, the technology becomes more. Uh, mainstream so more people have it it becomes more affordable the cost of manufacturing goes down so they can actually calculate how long it's going to be before that you go from a loss to breaking even to making profit just based on the progression of the technology
0: mm-hmm. yeah well they they definitely want to uh, make up those losses through
1: subscriptions and game sales for sure and that's the oh free- yeah. That's the funniest thing. I'm sorry. But uh, when you think you're going to support your brand of console, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to buy two of them. You think you're really supporting them? No, you're not. (laughs) You're putting them in the hole faster. Like (laughs) like Centurion said, as time progresses, and then you buy that next console later on, when it's cheaper for them, they're not losing as much up front. And that's the funny thing is, oh, I'm going to buy two, three, four consoles, whatever. You're not helping the cause, man. No, you're not. You're limiting who, who can buy it and you're limiting who's playing because you're only one person. If you have four consoles, uh, are you playing all four at the same time? No, you're not helping that console. So, Oh, yeah. For the first couple of years of
3: any console from this point forward, for the first couple of years, uh, subscriptions and software are going to be where your profits are at. You're not going to see any profit returns on on mm-hmm. a console hardware for the first couple of years for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's important to buy those games Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of of the launch, right along with it. And that's that's why uh, they need to have uh, a a good, steady amount of games. You know, we can't just have, um, like Phil said, eight games all on day one. Who's going to play eight uh, games at the same time? You think
2: they uh, Microsoft drops the price in uh, July, or we keep going the Cold War
3: route?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I I say
3: Cold War. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I could honestly see July because it's because they said the event is July 25th. Is that what I saw?
0: I, I saw a rumor. They... Oh. I'm not 100% sure if they've actually announced that so, or not. At
3: least the rumor I have seen was somewhere July 25th. I know there was a two involved. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, damn, they want to freaking wait. But I think because like, I remember when they re- revealed the price, it was at E3 in June and this was for the X, and Mm -hmm. then uh, they eventually opened pre-orders in August. I really do see at least, you know, pulling out of the the thin air, the stars reaching for them, I could see them actually releasing the price late July, if they're having an event late July, and they pretty much might just flat out say pre-orders go up at the end of August.
1: See, Mm -hmm. and that's that's the thing for me is late July is close to August. When they released – the games for pre-order was during GamesCon. Yes. So if GamesCon has some sort of online thing and then they're a part of it, that's when I see it happening. So that's that's see, where I'm games, leaning.
3: Everything is. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but GamesCon it feels like is going to be wrapped up with Jeff Keighley this year, and Jeff Keighley has not done Microsoft really any any good, in my opinion. Um, I don't hate the guy, but we all know he he definitely uh, loves PlayStation and. I really don't know if Microsoft might even involve Gamescom, at least when it comes to revealing the price.
0: Uh, no, I think they'll be doing their own thing from the sounds of it.
1: Um, it's I interesting.
3: I didn't mean to interrupt Dreadpool. I'm sorry. No,
1: no, no. You know It's all good. We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. We're on different pages. We, as long as we get our, our communication across mm-hmm. and we both understand each other, it's all good. Absolutely.
0: Now, this Insider... He labeled Xbox's event as a night of mic drops that Xbox wants to eventually pump out. Well, I mean, supposedly they label the price for the consoles at the event, but supposedly they want to pump out AAA games. That's their plan to to pump out AAA games like each for each month now that's a pretty bold statement i would say is it possible for xbox game studios like as they are now to pump out games at such a scale or do they still need to buy more studios because like i I mean to me if you're gonna pump out like a triple a game each month like that's a tall order i mean you don't see like a lot of the other like big console oh. makers big publishers doing that at the moment so i think that that's stretched out quite a bit i i personally don't see yeah. them doing that but i mean you could have a triple a game if every they're counting three maybe like
2: medium as one scorn as another like maybe that but that's I, the only thing I i i
3: thought that was a little outrageous see i'm definitely when it comes to this at least this july event when it comes to the price the games revealed I'm not going to say I'm keeping my expectations low, but I'm also not expecting Microsoft to give me the world. So Mm. definitely, you know, that seems like a really tall order. Uh, Microsoft is definitely known for preaching that they don't uh, do the crunch culture thing too heavily over there. Um, So definitely, I feel like that would be a very massive tall order to put out a AAA title every month. Mm -hmm. I really see maybe not them all being triple a i just see them putting out content every month
0: well it depends on your definition of triple a right so see, that, that,
3: that's what i mean that's where i and i really hate the triple a double a thing i just say i see them putting out content every month um just like every streaming entertainment service out there uh they put out content every month um some of it's for you some of it's for other people and uh you know you kind of just pick and choose what you like
4: hmm
0: yeah it's hard like i i still don't see them yeah it, it, especially with the budgets of how AAA games like how much they can cost um yeah i don't see them pumping out like a halo type of game each month but um you know maybe I every three the mic drop
2: part because i think you're, you're definitely gonna see halo gameplay for the first time for halo infinite oh I'm sure, sure we're gonna see whatever that open world r- rumor being fable that playground's been working on that he hinted at before and they never showed mm-hmm. um i'm sure that you're gonna see something from the initiative like at least maybe a small tidbit whether it's a more of a trailer maybe not so much gameplay mm-hmm. kind of like horizon zero dawn did um and then yeah i think obsidian maybe project mara or a little bit of the hellblade actual Mm -hmm. gameplay maybe just a small so i think you're gonna have a yeah with so many studios they have now i think they have plenty to show Mm -hmm. whether it's small or not but
3: why do you think uh playstation came out and had epic reveal an engine pretty much uh for something that was pretty much revolved around playstation we'll just say that um you know at this event we're actually gonna see this new game engine that was developed specifically for Halo Infinite and um you know this is going to be an, a game engine that's going to probably pop up a lot in the future and I don't we're going to use it though huh
2: they use the their own slips.
3: Yes, uh, slip no, that's, no, that's the engine I'm talking about. They're creating this, oh, they created I got this engine for Halo Infinite, but I am not one of these people that's going to believe that this game is going to stay exclusively for Halo. You don't spend $500 million just to keep an, an engine exclusive to one game franchise, at least if you're Microsoft. Oh, I got you. They might uh, keep it more
2: closer to their chest, kind of like how the yes. Tesla engine is for
3: well, if we notice that every publisher now has their in-house um, engine. Uh, EA with Frostbite, um, Epic, uh, <laughs> does Epic own, Does Epic own Unreal or is there their own channel? Yes, yeah, Epic it, owns I've Unreal. You see, that's, uh, that's what I'm just trying to say. Every publisher has their real in-house engine that they try to push. Um, and Microsoft oh. is just getting with the times. And I'm I'm looking forward to the new tech that Microsoft is going to show with this new engine. Because Phil Spencer always talks about um, how they have in-house techniques. In other words, this is stuff that is exclusive to Microsoft because it's kept in-house with variable rate shading and other stuff like that. And it's going to be really interesting to see what this new um, engine is capable of.
0: Mm -hmm. And Xbox... Yeah, they need to show off the games for sure. At the same time, as much as I am excited about, you know, talking about rumors and stuff, they're always fun to talk about. At the same time, I want to be grounded in reality, right? Because... I mean, I think they'll drop a lot of bombs, personally. You know, a new Fable, possibly a a complete reboot of it. Obviously, Halo Infinite gameplay. They want to, you know, it's been quiet for a reason, right, on the Halo front. So they want to blow our socks off with whatever they have in store for that. And there's going to be some new games showing off. I I have a feeling the initiative is going to show off some type of game, whether it's a new Perfect Dark or something else. Who knows? Who knows? But and I think you're gonna see some surprises. I, I have a feeling we'll see something announced from Compulsion. They've been pr- pretty quiet as well. And oh, just give us
2: a new Bioshock that's not coming out from Take Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like yeah. That, that itself—that's what I th- thought. We happy few, although I never got to play when they finally like finished it. Um, well, that when was. I first the thing. saw that trailer. I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is like Bioshock." I just or it just gave us all that feeling,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, so I hope they can just really you know, with the, you know, the new studio.
3: You know, a game, game I would new like students. to resurface and get a date. Now that you said Bioshock, you just totally reminded me. Does anybody remember BioMutant?
0: Yes, yes.
3: I would love to finally get that game to finally have an actual official release date.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting title. Um... <sighs> Yeah, because wasn't it THQ who ended up buying that studio too? Um the Bio I don't Mutant really studio.
3: I don't really know, but um I know from talking with Stagger,
4: mm-hmm. uh,
3: I guess at E3, they actually had a working playable demo of um a biomutant for uh, E3 um let's see 2019.
4: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I it got kicked back a little bit. Uh Actually, even the uh, the special edition for the game looked kind of cool as well. And I was kind of interested in the game. It looked very unique. Uh You know, you got, like, these animals doing, like, different kung fu moves, and then there was, like, giant mechs mixed in as well. Like, I, I well, just always thought it was I, pretty I, Well,
3: the idea behind it was uh, the animals that you encountered had their own abilities or whatever, and mm-hmm. you could somehow, as you you could take their dna or whatever and integrate it into yourself and i guess just through because the random that you could put these characters together uh because it's the way they did it with like the dna thing of the game i guess you could create some pretty custom characters that are pretty i guess specific to the person playing
0: No, absolutely, you're uh you're spot on with that centurion, and uh, like if the name itself, right? There's like mutations, I think that can yeah. happen, and so that's uh either way, no, it looked like a pretty cool title. Um, now to piggyback off of what we've been talking about here, there is also another rumor kind of making the rounds of Xbox looking in Poland for developers, and we've talked about this on the show before, like a couple of months ago. There was rumors about Xbox looking for devs in Poland. And it's been kind of hot and cold with the rumors ever since. But according to a poster on Reset Era, again, guys, take this with a a massive, massive grain of salt. But it it is interesting to talk about because these have popped up before. Microsoft was trying to acquire a couple of different Polish developers. And supposedly they successfully acquired one of the biggest Polish game devs and will be announced at the July event. Now, again, we've been hearing it'll be a night of mic drops, so hey, who knows, right? But assuming this rumor is true, who, you know, which Polish developer could it possibly be? And and again, I'll, I'll put this out to anybody on the panel, whoever wants to pick it up first, go right ahead. Okay. Um, let's say Techland. That would be very curious, right? Because That's- Techland, I mean, it is pretty big. They've been... Well, things have been pretty rocky with them for like the past year, I would say, if not longer. Um, I think they lost their publishing arm, if I'm not mistaken, and suppose like they their social media had actually came out and like they had came out and said no that they weren't purchased by Microsoft, like back when these rumors had first started a couple of months ago. But at the same time, we've seen devs um deny it at first like obsidian obsidian was denying that they have gotten bought off by Microsoft when rumors first started circling about them and then lo and behold, it did get announced that they got bought. So you know it's one of those things where maybe it's possible uh Techland it is a pretty big studio they moved into actually a new studio as well, a big fancy one and dying light Two, I mean it's just keeps getting delayed. Delayed and delayed and delayed, and a lot of people are looking forward to that. I mean, it is possible that Microsoft possibly stepped in there. I'll put another studio out there that Microsoft has been very friendly with over the past couple of years now Blueber Team. Blueber is based in Poland, and they have they had you know a little deal in place for Blair Witch, and now, of course, with the medium. Now, they would be in my opinion, pretty ideal because of how close they are. And I don't even think there are that many. I don't think, even think it's a really big studio either. Isn't it like only 30, 40 people, if I'm not mistaken? Well, either way, I mean, I, I would like to see that. And also, Bloober Team, they they specialize, I would say, in like horror, thriller kind of games. And that would address like microsoft's kind of genre lineup as well like they kind of specialize in that i would like to see that personally um what about guys i'll put another one out there what about people can fly do you think that would be a studio that they would be
1: interested in definitely that would definitely be one it's uh one of those have they done anything
2: recently other than judgment that everyone hated
0: Uh, that's a good qu- Actually, didn't they just what's that game? Is it did
2: something recently? I can't remember.
0: Uh, yeah, they, it's on the tip of my tongue. What's the game? Uh, people in the chat would probably know. Oh, Outriders, I think it's called. Yeah, I think that's the game, Outriders. Uh, yeah, Outriders. Yeah, it's a um, yeah. it's a role playing cover based shooter. So yeah, it makes sense that they would do that. Um, but yeah, actually, Poland has quite a few developers. Uh, the Astronauts, uh, thats a uh, they did The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, and currently they're doing the game Witchfire. It's kind of like a first-person hack-and-slash game. There's also 11-Bit Studios. The, uh, they are the developers of uh, Frostpunk, which is more of like a strategy game. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the big takeaways for me personally would be either Bloober Team or Techland. Like, those w- those would be some very big catches right there. I don't think CD Projekt Red is being bought anytime soon, personally. That's the biggest studio in Poland, but I, I can't see it happening. They're just... They do not want to get bought. Only way
2: <laughs> only way it happens is if they treat them like Kind of how like minecraft's treated where it's just like hey you're gonna make this game and we're gonna just that's gonna help fund our whole gaming division mm-hmm. because we're gonna set we're still gonna make, keep it multi-platform that's the i think that's the only way you make a big because i don't even i don't know if you know off the top of your head i don't know what it would cost to probably more than the four <laughs> four billion
0: um well let's see minecraft was what 1.2 like billion so and that was just for well, technically, just one IP, <laughs> um, but they made that back pretty quickly. Um, I mean, they would make
2: it. I think. I mean, they would make it back with. I think CD Projekt Red, like just you see The Witcher and how many it's like sold. I'm pretty sure it's ridiculous now. So if you bought them right now, you probably make the money back with the CD Pro- or with the Cyberpunk. So, wow.
1: mm-hmm. I, I guess the question would be how much, and yeah. maybe they would have to flop. To be able to be in an actual price range yeah
2: yeah that's where it just wouldn't be worth it i think you'd be smarter to go with like blooper team like the ones that you work that would make sense and i i could probably see that happening now that they're saying they're asking to be bought so microsoft's working close with them now it, it would only make
0: sense Possibly. I'm not, like, 100% sure of, like, the technicalities with the Bluebird team, but, yeah, they do seem to be pretty friendly these days. Obviously, they have an exclusive game coming, uh, launching on the Series X, and they do kind of address something missing from Microsoft's, like, studio lineup, like a, a horror thriller studio, and uh, I, th- I think they that there would be a good buy, personally, especially if they don't have that many... Um, people at the studio already. It might, they might actually be a good catch for them. So it's just interesting. All these rumors coming out of Poland, like with regards to studios, I could see them nabbing a studio there. But I would also like to see them grab like a Japanese studio, right? Because even Phil, Phil's talked about for the past couple of years of wanting to get a Japanese studio, an Asian studio, which I think would be very, very smart. We've talked a lot about this on the show. It's just a matter of which one, right? I know Jeremy would love to see Sega or from Software, but I don't I don't know. I I just, I, I, just, I still see yeah, exactly. I just I still see them just buying small personally. Make another
2: studio, get Itagaki in there, make, base it in Japan so he can poach talent from you know Team Ninja <laughs> to he had his, you know, well
0: itagaki <laughs> itagaki he has i believe a studio in rome italy if i'm not mistaken and or, i've always yeah, do that and i've always theorized that it would you could buy that studio in rome but yeah have them making like well again nobody knows what it- itagaki's making he's been uh pretty like he's been popping in and out of social media
2: yeah but he's probably doesn't have as like the resources like he had with when he was with team ninja or with namco um so Mm -hmm. i think if you gave them like hey make the crazy you know style game that you like to make you have the resources you're all at your disposal Mm -hmm. and that would get that would if you just announce that like like this next event that would it would be like almost not on the same level as like the death stranding reveal Mm -hmm. with uh when they had uh, Kojima walk out. Oh, yeah. But that itself was just like, oh, the, you know, you won 8 3 because you've announced a new I ga- or game that we have no idea what it's supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> so I think that would be the same way, uh, not to the same level, but that would be a huge win. Like, oh, crap. They gave him a new studio. He made mm-hmm. some of the best, like Ninja Gaiden Black, when he had full resources. Some of his recent games that oh, have Devil been Smaller haven't done so, done so hot
0: yeah when he was at valhalla studios and they made devils third it wasn't exactly the most then well again that game. Who
2: knows what the restrictions on like what he had and mm-hmm. when you get but when you know say microsoft comes in gives you a lot more structure and stability you know mm-hmm. i think things can flourish a lot a lot better but.
0: yeah well he's been teasing announcing a game for later this year. So again, the timing—you know—he hasn't done it yet. I'd be curious to see if he would show up at Microsoft's event. That would be, you know, the timing's kind of lining up. I'm not saying it will happen, but yeah,
2: at least in the future, I think that's definitely a studio of the same. That's where CD Projekt runs. Some of those just don't make sense because it's just like so much money, and mm-hmm. it's just not—you're not getting the value out of it. Um, whereas that's that's a low risk, I would think, but.
0: Agreed. And I think, I think for the most part, uh, Microsoft is betting on low risk kind of studios. yeah. So or ones that they have favorable relationships with. Um, all right, guys, uh, tonight's episode of TXR is going to come to a close now. And, you know, I got to say, it was another excellent show this, uh, this time uh, discussing Cyberpunk 2077's delay EA play live. Project X Cloud upgrades and so much more. It was a great chat. And as per usual, we had an awesome, lively chat going on. Logic wins. Thank you very much for joining us. P. Alves, Fastback joined us. Uh, who else are we here? U- UK Daz stayed around. Damn, man, you never sleep. Um, What else? P. Alvis, Infinite, thank you for joining us, buddy. And Born Distracted, and so many others earlier on mike from nlg great show guys thank you thank you so much for uh turning out tonight uh remember folks if you happen to enjoy tonight's show then consider leaving a like a comment and subscribe to keep up to date on further txr live shows i'm going to move on to the outros now and we'll start off with our guest dreadpool honestly dude great commentary tonight bud it's been a pleasure having you on where can everybody follow you at
1: Oh, it's been my honor to be uh, invited here. It's uh, great to see everybody in the chat, uh, especially Daz. I'm surprised his hand isn't just going off by itself while he's sleeping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he doesn't realize he's exercising that hand on his own at, while he's sleeping. So anyway, oh, he knows. He knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh-huh. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Dreadpool and the os are actually zeros youtube mixer gamer tag and stadia dreadful all caps all letters and my, like i said always my dms are open we can always chat you know anybody has a question about anything you know i'm free to talk even if it's uh, during the holidays and you're down you know i'm always open to talk i might not have the right answers but at least i'll listen so but again thank you for uh, having me on and uh, have a great night Oh, happy Father's Day. Can't forget that one.
0: Of course, yes. Happy Father's Day to all the wonderful dads out there again. And, yeah, again, thanks, Red Bull, for coming on. We'll definitely have you back uh, sometime soon. Centurion Buddy, awesome show. As per usual, Where can everybody follow you at. Well, uh,
3: outside of hanging out with you guys every Sunday night, I also do the shot podcast Saturday nights. I can also be found on Xbox Live, Twitter, and YouTube at Centurion1307.
0: All right. All right. Uh, Shock Buddy. Excellent show. Um, Where can everybody follow you at?
2: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Shock Nero. uh, uh, Xbox Live, Easy Shock. Um, And thanks for stopping by. did want to mention, I think I just put it in the chat. It is kind of weird that, that Yakuza Like a Dragon game has a Xbox Series X release, but still there's no word on a PS5 release on that game. So right? I guess I got a uh, maybe mm. a timed exclusive. I don't really like those, but mm. it doesn't do anything for me. It just takes away from somebody else. But that is kind of weird.
0: Mm-hmm. no that's true i mean i have noticed that uh, there's been no mention of that uh there's been a few a couple of games actually uh like that too but yeah the yakuza like a dragon that's a very interesting
2: website No ps5 after the ps5 has been revealed and everything still mm-hmm. nothing but and,
0: yeah and like logic win says like phil was pretty uh proud of getting just yakuza on xbox alone so You know, it kind of makes you wonder what, you know, if they've been in uh, talks with Sega about, uh, you know, something a little more.
2: step get Team Ninja back on uh, Xbox.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, that would be a wonderful thing, to say the least. Um, But yeah. Later. All right. And of course, guys, I'm Invader Gaming. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming, of the same name. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Invader underscore 1986. As always, it's been a blast, and we look forward to our chat with you guys next Sunday. Take it easy, fellas.